Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Let us stand, please, for the reading of the Word of God. Second Chronicles chapter 20. And we're going to read for right now verses 14 through 19. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 14 through 19. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye, all ye Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed, by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. And ye shall find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. I want to talk to you tonight about the power of praise and thanksgiving. The power of praise and thanksgiving. Heavenly Father, I am weak, for I am human. You are God and you are strong. My knowledge is limited, yours is unlimited. Your Father, we as human beings often have difficulty hearing the truth. But Father, we know that you are truth. We are tired, but you are strength. We are troubled, but you are peace. We have no ability to fight against Satan and his forces but it is your battle. In the name of Jesus tonight, I bind Satan and his forces off of this room, off of our hearts, our souls, our minds, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. We bind Satan. Satan is not because of who we are, but because of who our Savior is. We plead the blood of Christ around us And Father, I pray that you'd give us ears to hear, not for my name's sake, but for thy name's sake. Lead us and guide us into all truth tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Am I high enough, Brother Rogers? Is it okay here? No? Move it up. It's not on? That's a good problem. Is that okay? Good. The children of Israel were destitute. 
You ever been there? The children of Israel had a great multitude against them. Have you ever been there? David said in Psalms, I think it's Psalms 3, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say to my soul, there is no hope for him in God. Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory and the lifter up of mine head. The children of Israel knew that they had no ability in and of themselves to fight what the Bible calls a great multitude. You ever felt like that? Ever felt like you're fighting something that is beyond human? If you've never felt that way, let me tell you something. If you're a Christian, you are fighting something that is beyond human. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness. Ever felt like you were facing a giant you just couldn't conquer? This is the children of Israel when the man of God, a man of God, stands up and speaks to the Spirit of God and says, the battle is the Lord. They are told, okay, you need to go to battle, but stand still and let God do the fighting. I want to propose to you tonight that God will begin to defeat the great multitude that's against you when you thank Him for what He has already done and when you praise Him for who He is. I want us to look at a very simple formula tonight and it's going to be a little bit different of a style of service tonight but I think it will be very beneficial to us tonight. I know it has been to me even very recently. I want us to look at a very simple formula that God, simple formula that God gives us, that it gives us much power in spiritual warfare. I want us to turn over to Psalms chapter 100. Psalms chapter 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Notice this. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving. I was privileged for a, little, a while to live in the country of Germany. And while I was in Germany, I was privileged to be able to go a couple different places to some big castles that were from the medieval times. In one of those castles is down in the southern part of Germany, uh, is, is a very, very large castle with an amazing uh, king with a, uh, with a lot of money, and, uh, or a lot of subjects who had a lot of money, but uh, a king that had a lot of money at his disposal, and he had a great throne room, and he had a great uh, approach to his castle. But to get up to the castle, the, ca the castle, <laughs> to get up to the castle, you had to go through a winding road that's very dangerous to get up. And there's only one place you can possibly approach that castle. 
The rest of it is cliffs on all sides. And when you come up to that winding road, there is a big gate. And no doubt, if the king or his people do not want you inside of that gate, you are not coming inside. The Bible says to enter into his gates, that is the king of kings, Jesus Christ, with thanksgiving. When I see this passage, I, I picture myself going up to a castle like that one that I've been to. Neuschwanstein is the name. Some of you have probably seen on postcards or something, puzzles or something. As I picture going up to that castle, I can picture that if I have any hope of getting inside to see the king, I'm not going to come with negativeness. I'm not going to come with a complaint. I'm not going to come with what he hasn't done for me. But I want to see the king, so I want to please those who represent the king. So I say to them, I just want to thank the king for what he's done for me. I just want to be thankful for his protection. I just want to be thankful for his providence. I just want to be thankful for the gift that he gave to my family, maybe. Or the lowering of taxes. Or I will find some way to thank the king for what he's done. So that the person that's on the outside says, Okay, I think this is one of the ones we can let through. You know that the king's inside, I'm talking about a human king right now, is sitting inside, he's tired, he's weary of all those who have all the big problems, and he just says, you know what, I just wish I'd have somebody that was thankful for all that I've done for them. And so he instructs his people, hey, those who are thankful for what I have done, let them in the gate. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I'm saying to us tonight that while we have the King of Kings in our heart, do we not think that the King of Kings would love to hear thanksgiving for what He has already done for us? Do we not think that a king, uh, the king of kings and any other king would, uh, on this human realm would want to say, hey, for those who are thankful for what I've already done, man, I sure would like to do something more for them. I remember a time, is, is a few years ago now, I think it's probably about six, seven years ago, maybe a little more than that. I remember my sons, Grant and Brett, being younger. And I don't remember exactly what we did, but I remember taking them somewhere and doing something special for them. And on the way home, I remember, they're not here right now, so I'm telling the story, I remember them complaining. And I got a little bit upset. Righteous indignation. And I said to them, you know what, if you're not thankful for what I did for you, I guess we don't have to do things like this anymore. And I literally watched them change that day. And to this day, God is my witness. It is rare that we do something that my sons don't say, thanks, Dad, for doing this for us. And when they say, thank you, Dad, because I bought him an ice cream cone, or thank you, Dad, because I bought him a sucker, you know what it makes me want to do? It makes me want to say, what more can I do for children that are so thankful for what I've already done for them? 
And tonight I'm saying to you and I, hey, let us stop complaining as it's so easy to do in our human minds and say, hey, let us say, hey, I want to enter into the gates of the king, so maybe I should come in some thanksgiving. Thanksgiving tonight, let me give you a definition, a simple definition, and I'm sure there's better definitions out there, but my simple definition for myself with Thanksgiving is thanking God for what He has done already. It's already been done. If I look back at my life, I can find hundreds and thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands of things that God has already done for me in the past. And so when I come to Him... I should come to him in thanksgiving. I have found that when I, there have been times when I'm discouraged, when I'm defeated in my mind, in my emotions, and I want to go and I want to complain to my king about the problems I'm facing, I find out that if I force myself to first enter into the gates with thanksgiving, by the time I'm done thanking the king for what he's done, I usually have no complaints left to bring. Number two, enter into his courts with praise. So you come to the gate and the gatekeeper's there and the king's men are there and you say, I want to be thankful. I want, I'm thanking for the king for what he's done. I want to go inside because I want to thank the king. But I remember that castle in Germany and you go through the gate and then it's quite a journey to get up into what's called the court pretty awesomely in this side of this court in Germany, there's a particular picture that was drawn that says, Jesus is the King of Kings. I was shocked when I saw that. A king in Germany in the Middle Ages said Jesus was the King of Kings. Of course, he disappeared a little while later. It's not a joke. <laughs> But I went into that big hall, big pillars, and of course there's a big throne. So you got into the gates with thanksgiving, but the Bible says enter into his courts with praise. It's a, in that castle, I'm trying to remember for sure, it's probably a good, it's, it's probably, just the court is probably double this room at least with high, high ceilings and fancy stuff everywhere. And, but as you can picture, you enter into the court. It's actually a side entrance into the court. And when you enter, the, the, the throne is up here. And I think you enter from over there. But when you would enter, the best way that you can do to get the king's favor right away as you enter into his presence is what? Praise. Enter into his gates of thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Now, thanksgiving is thanking God for what he has done, but praise is thanking God or saying or thanking God for who he is or what he is. So as you can imagine, you gave some, said, I want to thank the king. And so you gave some things you were thankful for. And as they let you in, they led you up to the courts and you enter into the courts. You begin to say, king, you are mighty. King, you are strong. King, you are just. 
King, you are powerful. King, you are merciful. King, you are gracious. King, you are kind. And as I'm entering into his presence, I am telling him something about himself that puts me in favor in his eyes. Now, I understand that we as the children of God are already in his favor. But the Bible says in Psalms, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. I wonder how many times we literally, when we pray, we attempt to enter into the presence of our Savior, in the presence of our King, by praising him, saying something to him about who and what he is. Then if you'll continue, and this is not one of the main points, but it says once again, be thankful unto him. My opinion is that you got in the gate with thanksgiving. But now you're in his presence, you're praising him. And now the thanksgiving is not to others, but to the king himself. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Notice what it says here. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. I'm saying tonight there is power in praise and thanksgiving. We literally can send Satan and his demonic forces back to where they came from by praise and thanksgiving. One of the biggest targets that Satan does to us, I'll tell you there's two ways that Satan defeats most Christians. Fear and discouragement. Fear and discouragement. Satan, my opinion is, Revelation chapter 12, part of it has already happened. He has been cast out. The blood was applied. He cannot accuse the brethren anymore. How can he accuse us when the blood's there? He'll accuse us to each other. He'll accuse us to ourselves. But he can't accuse us before God anymore. We are somebody in Jesus Christ. We'll talk about that next week. So he understands if he can't accuse us to God, he's only got so many options to defeat us. He can't touch us without God's permission. He can't do anything without God's permission. God's favor is upon us. His hedge of protection is upon us. So he can only get us to be discouraged or be fearful to get us to quit. A lot of sin that he tempts us in is to get us discouraged or to make us afraid. It's to, it's, it, the, that sin is to uh, accuse us before each other, not before God, because God has already washed away our sins. So when we begin to praise and thank God for what God has already done, Satan begins to realize, I am not going to be able to win this battle. Resist the devil and he will flee. But I also believe, and I think it can be proven in Scripture, that there's a God that says, hey, I got somebody down there. He's not complaining. He's not fretting. He's thanking me. Man, I just don't hear that very often. Now I hear praise. I'm lifted up in their eyes. He's lifting me up in other people's eyes. Hey, Satan, get away from him. Hey, Satan, move away. 
is one of my children. Let's see it in the scripture. Turn back to 2 Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Let's read verse, start at verse 20. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army. And to say, praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. When they began to praise, when they began to sing, I didn't mention Psalms 100, it says, enter into His presence with singing. When they began to sing, when they began to praise, the Bible says, when that moment happened, God said, it's over. I personally believe if they hadn't began to sing and to pray, it would be a different story. I'm saying tonight that there's power in praise and thanksgiving. We know the battle is not ours. But when we're facing that giant, it's hard to remember that sometimes. But when we begin to thank God for the past giants he's already defeated we realize he's going to defeat this giant also. When we begin to praise God and say, God, you're almighty. Now, wait a second. If God's almighty, why am I afraid of this guy? Because God's fighting for me. Amen. Satan comes and he says, yeah, but you. You think God's going to deliver you? And we say, his mercy is everlasting. His mercy is everlasting. I didn't deserve it the last time He delivered me. And I don't deserve it this time. But God's mercy endures forever, so He will deliver me from my enemies. I didn't deserve salvation. I don't deserve sanctification. I don't deserve justification. But I've got them all or can't have them all in the future. Some now, some, some before, some now, some in the future. Because not who I am, but because God's mercy endures forever. David understood this and he began to, he wrote a psalm, Psalms 136. How many of you know what psalm I'm talking about? You don't want to read it because every other phrase is, for the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Dot, 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 and His mercy endures forever. Dot, 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 and His mercy endures forever. Dot, 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 and you say, man, I'm getting tired of saying for His mercy endures forever. David was at a place in his life when he said, I need to be confident that God's mercy endures forever. The power of praise and thanksgiving. destitute 
You feel like there's a great multitude gathered against you. You feel like God has asked you to fight a battle that you, you can't do, you can't fight. There's a great multitude, there's a big giant. In your head, you say the battle is the Lord's. But your heart doesn't really believe it. Offer up some thanksgiving and praise. When you're lie down to your last penny, and there's no human way that you're going to be able to do what you need to do with your bills or whatever. And you wonder if God's going to leave you hanging this time. Start writing down all the time that God has provided for you. And you'll say, guess he can do it again. And if Satan says, yeah, but this time you don't deserve God's provision, remind him, I didn't deserve it last time. I never deserve God's provision, but God always provides for me. He promised, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. My God shall supply all of your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Brother Jesse. You're making me feel at home tonight. God's mercy's there. I'll tell you, I'll be, I'll be real honest with you tonight, this afternoon, I felt like I was facing something that I didn't want to face. And I felt like it was, it was getting to me. And I felt like, literally, God, I have not felt like this before. What is wrong? How do I handle this thing? You know what God told me? And my preacher told me? Why don't you practice what you preach? You're preaching tonight on praise and thanksgiving. Why aren't you praising and being thankful and praising? I went for a walk. I began to thank God. I began to praise God. You know what? I suddenly felt very much, very much better <laughs> to this point. The power of praise and thanksgiving. Here's what I want us to do for an invitation tonight. Brother Josh, if you could help me pass those things out, and maybe a couple guys could help Brother Josh. We're going to give a practical invitation. If you have your pen with you, I'd like you to do it right now. I want you to take, there's two sides. Take the side that says Thanksgiving, and then there's praise, and I think there's some praise on the back also. I want you to, if you have a pen right now, I want you to write something that you're thankful for that God has already done for you. And I want you to write some praise. Praise, once again, who God is, what He is. He's almighty. He's all-knowing. He's all, all, uh, he's all um, everywhere. He's omnipresent. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. Those are all praise. Go ahead and write some things down. I'll give you a few minutes.
while everybody else is still writing, I wonder who would be willing to stand up and say, here's one of my thanksgivings. Brother Josh. Amen. Praise the Lord. Who else? Something you're thankful for. Yes, sir, Brother Rogers. Amen. 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 Who else? Something you're thankful for. Yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thankful for the car and your dad, right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Amen. Thankful for family who loves God. Who else has something to be thankful for? Brother Jesse, I'm coming, man. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thanksgiving. One more. Yes, ma'am. Miss Rochelle.
Amen. How about, oh, sorry, I got more hands, I'll let you go. Go ahead, Brother John. Amen. Amen. Good. I got a Thanksgiving. I, I got an email last night that said, uh, we're trying to get a hold of you about your support from a church that supports me. And I said, oh boy, you know, what, what's going on? Usually it's going to be, we want to send the check out, but we're waiting to hear from you. And I said, well, oh, you know, they haven't been getting my letter, prayer letters for a year. I've heard these things before. What's going on? Okay. So I messaged them back. They called me today and the man said, well, according to our records, we haven't given you support for a year and a half. So we want to verify that with you, and if that's true, we'll send you a check for all of it. <laughs> you know, and I said to God, I said, you know what, I didn't realize that they hadn't been supporting me for a year and a half, so I didn't risk the money, but I guess you know I'm about to need it, so thank God. Amen. <laughs> How about praise? Praise, who God is, what He is. He's awesome. Amen. Miss Melinda. He's your best friend. Praise the Lord. Brother Rogers. He is merciful. Amen. Miss Kiera. His faithfulness. He's wonderful. He, he, he's your protector. 
Amen. Josh. Amen. A very present help. Yes, sir. Amen. <laughs> I'll remember that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, Riss Rochelle. You read him or Brother Jesse? He's long suffering. Yes, ma'am. He's loving. His mercy endures forever. He's gracious. He's all knowing. He's your physician. He's your comforter. He's our banner. He's patient. Amen. He's our provider. He's our protector. He's our shield. He's the wheel in the middle of the wheel. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. Amen. We have a song we sing in Ghana. We say, I know his name. Do you know his name? His name is, and then whoever you point to, they have to say, wonderful or counselor or whatever. I know his name. Then you go and tell Everybody's out but one person. It's a lot of fun. My children love that song. It's magnifying. It's praising God. Amen? Don't you feel it already? Don't you feel a little lighthearted, more lighthearted already? If you've given thanks, if you've given praise, you already feel better. Why? There's power in praise and thanksgiving. On the back of that page, we're not going to do it tonight. I want you to do it. You can actually take what you already wrote down for thanksgiving and praise, or you can take something else and basically, I took Psalms 136, took out most of it. I'm not changing the Word of God now, okay? I just gave you an idea in the first few verses of how to get yourself started. And I want you to put in there what's personal to you. When you go home, basically write your own song like David wrote Psalms 136. God gave this truth to me last week, and I went up to the room late at night uh, I went up to where, where I have a little office and, and, and pastor's house and I began to write, God, you saved me at the age of five. God, you called me to the missions at age of nine. God, you sent me to House Anderson College. God, you helped me to marry my wife. God, you took me out of Egypt, to the Egypt of my life. God, you did this. God, you did that. And you know what? I realized that was what God was speaking about. Thanksgiving and praise. Write your own about you. Brother Rogers mentioned, I thank God that I was raised in a Christian home. Hey, put that in there. I thank God for this. And then write something about who he is, what he is. If you study Psalms 136, it's mixed in with thanksgiving and praise. Maybe that's why when David played his songs, psalms, before King Saul, the evil spirits were driven away. Isn't that good? Amen. Amen. I hope uh, as we go through this, often encouraged that you know we're in a spiritual battle, and a lot of we'll get to the point where we'll just get down, we'll get discouraged, and we'll feel like we're losing. But you know, we can't lose. It's already won. The victory's already ours, and so we just got to recognize it. We got to acknowledge it, and. Uh, you know, we've, we've got somebody in our corner that not only encourages us from the corner, he swings from the corner. Amen. Amen. All we got to do is just draw the old devil close enough over there that he can pop him. So, and the truth is, he's, he can 